I wanted to talk to you guys about um, the investment value of diamonds, okay? Um, I think it was the 60s that, was it either Cartier or De Beers uh, started an ad, a very famous ad called Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, okay? And I think from that moment on, it became uh, kind of like a, an idea that diamonds could be an investment. Uh, you kept it in the family for a long time. And it was something that you actually could own as a store of value. I think in the last financial crisis, uh, even some people were going to Hong Kong. Uh, they're going to pay places like that, like like London and Paris, buying three carat diamonds, four carat diamonds, very big, obviously very expensive, and they were using it as a very portable store of value because you can just put it into your pocket, and then you can cross borders, take flights. And then you can leave the country. I think a lot there was a lot of people doing that as well. I wanted to ask you guys, right? In the real world, what I understand is that the secondary values of diamonds are not as good, uh, are not as high as when you first bought them. Is that true? And actually, okay, in fact, me, can can diamonds be an investment uh, product? Okay, let, let let me answer this. Uh, okay, uh, in terms of uh, diamond as an investment. Right. Uh, I think you you point out all the positive side of uh, actually diamond as an as an investment, right? Uh, being a durable, right? Uh, portable, and most important, uh, diamond is something is an investment that you can use or you can wear, right? And uh, in terms of uh, diamond, whether is it a, a good investment or not, it depends where you buy your diamond from, because. Um, Naturally, as an investment, you want to buy something true to its market value, right? But if you were to buy your diamond in, uh, uh, say, uh, retail, it's already inflated by 60 to 70%. So just imagine you buy a property that is already inflated to 60 70%. You need 10 years, you know, to actually catch up to, to what you are, uh, your, the value that you actually bought, right? So, a lot of uh, customers ask us whether is diamond a good investment or not. It is a good investment if you buy it near the market value because diamond have never dropped in terms of price. It had always increased. There is no dip in diamond. There is always a gradual increase, right? So, it's always a good inflation-proof uh, uh, kind of investment. And it should be a small part of your uh, diversified portfolio because investment, uh, uh, the diamond is really uh, uh, something that uh, able to store all the value properly. Okay, so if I, what is the best? Okay, let me let me just from a layman's perspective, if I buy a one carat uh, GIA certified diamond from you, you know. VBI, whatever, what I, I don't know a lot, okay? Uh, say it cost me 30,000 ringgit. If I wanted to trade that in five years' time, how would I do that? Do I do that online? Do I need to fly to Paris? What do I need to do? So I think this is one of the biggest uh, um, um, problem for investment in diamond is the liquidity part, uh, especially in Malaysia. In US, the liquidity is better because there is company that are there, there. Actually, um, you are able to uh, they, you are able to sell it to them immediately, even online. You just take a picture, show them the GIA number, then they will actually uh, value your diamond. But in Malaysia, it's a bit uh, difficult because uh, the market is not big enough. 
But that is where Zakowa is trying to go also to ensure that diamond is liquid enough. So in the future, uh, Zakowa want to actually take in uh, all these diamonds uh, as a, a invest those customer that buy from us as investment, we are able to buy back from them. So this is this is uh, one of the uh, only issue in terms of uh, investment criteria for diamonds, which is the liquidity. Other than that, in terms of value keeping, uh, uh, the uh, value of the diamonds, you know, it's all very stable. Yeah, because one of the advantages of buying from, I think, Tiffany, for example, I think if, if you buy them, you know, from them in 1980, you know, they will still buy it back from me in 2022, I think, because there's the inherent uh, tradability of that. Um, but if you were to think about diamonds as an investable product and liquidity is an issue, then it means that it's it's limited, right? Because how, how can you sell it? It's not like a share... Or, or stock where you can just trade it on public markets. So how do you increase the liquidity of the diamond? Do you need to fly abroad? I mean, can you? Well, if you fly to Hong Kong, can you sell it in Hong Kong? Yes, yeah, you can. Uh, I think other countries are more liquid in terms of for diamonds. What about the? So uh, it really depends on your location. What about the value? Because I think uh, just now Zian was telling me that last year in an unprecedented uh, way, diamond prices actually are, well, were increased three times, right? Um, so so does, that mean, does that mean that uh, over the long term, diamonds can actually ra- rise in value? And, and by what kind of amount, actually? Actually, uh, diamond in terms of uh, value, uh, when it increased, right, it is uh, very stable. It will definitely beat inflation. It will definitely be inflation, uh, uh, but it will never be as uh, the movement will never be as great as gold. You know, it they will always gradually increase. That's why a lot of people when they want to invest in diamond, it will be part of the portfolio where they want to store the the, the uh, less risk and store the value, right? So that is one why people uh, invest in diamond because it, it, they want to be in their part of their portfolio where they are able to uh, store the value and easily transportable. Because in, in your hand, you can hold at least 20, 30 million worth of diamonds, right? So that is the, one of the reasons why people uh, invest in that. Because we have customers that buy constantly from us, like every month they buy, right? So they, those are investment uh, uh, customers where they buy for investment purposes. Because if you were to buy from us, it's very near market value. So tell me about these people. What do they tell you about their reasons why they buy these diamonds? Is it because they just want to have something which is um, easily transportable? What, what is the biggest reason for them buying on a regular basis from you? I think a lot of uh, these customers, they have a very diversified portfolio in terms of their investment. And so I think uh, some of them actually want to have a part of their investment to be uh, very portable, movable, and also able to keep the value. So they are able to actually, all these diamonds actually in other countries is quite liquid compared to Malaysia. Mm. So if you were to advise an investment-focused person, okay, and you tell me, okay, uh, Chuang, uh, well, I tell you, Aziway, I want to uh, to start buying investment-grade diamonds uh, for the long term. How would you advise me? 
actually for now, uh, I think uh, Zin have a few customers that actually buy for investment. Actually, one of them, uh, I think Zin make a uh, make uh, help him help that person make quite a lot of money is by buying a pink diamond. Okay, because tell me pink diamond, right? Zin, uh, maybe explain a bit about uh, why pink diamond is so valuable now. Yeah, because uh, when when he inquired me about the pink diamond, there is already news saying that uh, Rio Tinto is closing down the Argyle mine. So Argyle mine is uh, a diamond mine in Australia. That they, they are the best. They produces the best red and pink diamonds in the world. So when when the news broke out that you know Rio Rio Tinto has um has the thought of closing down the mine, a lot of people has been inquiring about pink diamonds. So one of my customer actually said, uh, he wants in something that he can see a potential growth in it. So uh, we have introduced to him a pink diamond, which especially we only sell it uh, from Agao Mine. So we what we did is we sourced the diamond for him. It's not very big. You're looking at about 0.7 carats, only a 0.7 carats, but it's um it's slotted by Agao itself. So it comes up from Agao Mine. So he bought the diamond for about, if I'm mistaken, he bought it for about, 750,000. He bought the diamond for 750,000. Wait, wait, can so I just can I just stop? The new Zayn, Zayn, can I just stop you there? Yeah. So, somebody yeah. bought a 0.7 carat pink diamond and it cost him yeah. 750,000 ringgit. Yes. Then okay, so that is insane. Okay, so there's not even one carat. Yeah. Yeah, that is the, so that is the price difference. Yeah. So when it comes to pink diamond, it's uh it's very dependent on the color. So the 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 more vibrant the color is, the more intense the pink is, the higher the value is. Because uh red in in gemstone terms, red will always be the most valuable uh gemstone because chromium is very hard to come by uh, naturally. So chromium is the one that causes the red color. So red will always be the most the rarest product to produce. So only a certain, I think only two countries that produces pink diamond. Okay, so who are those two countries? Uh, Australia and I think it's South Africa. Yeah. Wow, that is insane. So so pink diamonds are the way forward if you want to buy an investment grade diamond. Yeah. What what else? What else? Uh, Colored diamond grade? in general. Okay. So tell tell to me. Uh, Colored diamonds in general, blue. Blue diamonds, uh, pink diamonds, red diamonds. These two are the, the best investment grade diamond because the value is solely based on how much the it auction out in the future. Okay, so mm. seven hundred and fifty thousand. It's kind of like a big boy's yep. game. Okay, do they get cheaper? Yeah. Or what is the lowest entry point for a, an investor for uh, uh investment grade diamonds? For investment grade diamonds, especially pink diamonds, uh, you are looking at two hundred fifty thousand. And how many carats is 250, that? Two hundred fifty thousand. That will be about zero point four carats. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> zero point four is tiny. Yeah. Tiny, yes, yeah. But I think in terms of uh, um, uh, colorless uh, diamond or or what we call uh, the normal diamond, right? Uh, if the you white diamond. The white diamond, if you buy were to buy bigger carrots, then it is a better investment grade. Because if you buy like 0 0.4, 0 0.5, it is not such a great investment because there is plenty of it. There's plenty in the market. 
So it's not such a good investment. Yeah. But if so you buy diamonds. Continuous, eh? yeah, you're, you're more, buy you're like better diamonds, right? Uh, you're looking at maybe, yeah. So, I think if you buy white diamonds in particular, right, it's more of like you know how you say about liquidity. If you talk about liquidity, right, when it comes to white diamond, it's better for you to buy a, a diamond grade that is reasonable for, for I would say, someone else to buy, us to uh, sell again. So you're looking at, instead of a white color or you can look into right, uh, something that is more of a, of, I would say, a sweet spot in between uh, specification. So that way, the price is not crazy high, but it's also easier for people to accept it as well. Yeah. That way, when it comes to white diamond, it's easier for liquidity and also a good investment as well. Okay. So in short, to, mm. to really... To really do well in diamond investing, you need to buy as big as possible and as colorful as possible. And specifically blue, pink, or red. Is that right? Yep. Correct. Or you can, but there is also a diamond exchange in uh, Singapore where you actually can invest in a, in, in a, in a basket of uh, diamonds. Uh, yeah, I see, I see. Do you have a lot of investment investor type people that come and see you or not really? Not really. We do. We do have a a, a few customer that is actually uh, investment type. They, they buy regularly. So, what kind of uh, increase in value do they expect, or can you expect every year? Um, actually, uh, it really, really depends. depends on the supply and demand. To be honest, and also the diamond that yeah. you buy. Okay. So if I was a, a billionaire right now, Zian, okay, I come to you and I've been introduced to you yeah. at a dinner party, and I say, okay, Zian. Omakase, mm -hmm. do something for me. I want okay. to see the best. I want you to sell me the best uh, rock you can for the best return yep. in 10 years. What would you tell me? I would definitely go for a colored diamonds. 100%. 100%. Because if you go for col uh, colored diamonds, especially big diamonds, uh, you, you're not talking about crazy big diamonds as well. You're looking about maybe 8 to 10 carats. Those will cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. So those investment, if you, especially those, those diamonds are considered very rare items. And a lot of companies like Cartier, Tiffany, they will want to have those in their portfolio as well. They want that to be in their portfolio. So they, they will, if you, if let's say you sell a 10 karat pink diamond, you put it on auction. If let's say this particular pink diamond is very rare to a point that is only one in the world, there's a lot of different big companies like Harry Winston or Graf or uh, Cartier, they will want to bid on those diamonds as well to be a part of their portfolio, a part oh. of their collection as well. So how much would a yeah. 10 carat pink diamond cost? Cost to me now, if I was a billionaire? I'm not, uh, I'm not mistaken, the, the last pink diamond was sold at, what is it, 30, 30 million US dollars. And how many carats was that? 30 million, I think it's only 14 carats. I need, I need to check. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, see, I, I think see. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what about possible limitations to the investment world? Okay. For example, the reputation. Um, there have been movies in the past. I think DiCaprio did a movie called Blood Diamond. 
Um, the provenance of some yeah. of the diamonds are dubious. Like, for example, I think the African mines, uh, people died to, to mine it. So obviously the history is, is a bit tainted. Um, is, is that a problem if you were to buy, to uh, be buying diamonds? I think I think, I the, think uh, the Hollywood have uh, overblown uh, this uh, issue, uh, you know. Really? Because honestly, yeah, to yeah, yeah. to get uh to get uh, uh what we call blood diamond in the market, uh, is very very difficult. Because I mean, every, I, 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 every I like every country, I like country. Yeah. So uh, if you for for diamond to be exported out of the the country that mines it, they need to have something called a Kimberley process certificate. So this certificate is only uh, issued and included by United Nations. So countries that are, I would say that they are conflict free or there is no issue in terms of terrorists or any things like that, it'll be included in the list. So countries that are not included in the list, they are not allowed, they are not allowed to export or import rough diamonds. So for example, if let's say uh, Botswana, they were to export a hundred carat diamond, then United Nations will, the country government will issue a certificate saying that, okay, you are going to export 100 carats of diamond to which country and to which company. So they have to go through a process before it goes through the manufacturing part as well. And if to, to address the issue of saying illegal diamonds, or those, I think if people were to um, speak to, I would say gemologists that, that works in the field, in the diamond field, in the mine itself, a lot of these, uh, like what Zimei said, is overly exaggerated by Hollywood because a lot of big companies, they, they felt like they are being, I would say, uh, robbed by those, uh, what we call artisanal miners. So you have to understand that these countries, especially in back in the days when Africa used to be the biggest uh, exporter, there is a lot of, of people that works around there. They are actually very poor. You know, their only source of income is to uh, sieve out diamonds that is overflow from the river. So there is like uh, like additional deposit that is not that came out from the mine. So those are just like the I would say uh, leftover diamond pieces. So they actually sieve it out from there, and then they sell it to the people, the buyers in the in the mine. So there is a lot of different buyers from different uh, manufacturers or companies that goes to that particular place and buy rough diamonds as well. So these artisanal miners, they'll actually bring this product, they'll bring it over to them and then, then they'll sell it. So a lot of big companies would deem them as illegal, but in actual fact, they are just doing what they can to survive, I would say, it's a survival mode. So a lot, a lot of this is being um, over-fantasized and look at it in a different perspective. Because I do have a few mentors that, that they are actually, they are actually, they work in the field. You know, they work in the field, they understand how this whole system works. So I actually learn a lot from him, actually have a lot of questions that's still unanswered. Mm. You know, you know how um, all those are, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Man-made diamond, right? And then how they say it is uh, more ethical than buying diamonds from, uh, from uh, all these natural uh, producer. But to think about it, right? Uh, when Zin told me about this, uh, all these artisanal miner, right? They are supporting themselves or the community, right? But if you buy from all these, uh, what's it called, uh, man-made diamond, right? You are supporting one company, you know? But if you are buying from a natural diamond, right? You are supporting the whole community or the country itself. 
Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like whether you want to enrich a company or you want to increase a country's GDP directly. Also, when it comes to people say, you know, uh, it's it's a green, it's a green, it's more natural, uh, environmental friendly product. But people do not know that the machine to grow a diamond weighs sixty ton. Where does the sixty ton material come from? You still have to be produced. It's still made out of iron. So where does the iron come from? So it's the same, it's a, it's, a, it's a chicken and egg situation where people say it's more green. Yes, it's more green. But where does the 60 ton iron come from? So that's the question that I always tell a customer to think about it before buying something that is, that is I think, overly marketed. So if I buy a diamond and I got a GIA number and it's the best color and all that, do yep. I know what country it's from? Do I know that it's natural or, or, or mined or, or machined? Do I know so, any of these um, things? Yes, so GIA, IGI, a lot of these laboratories, they are actually issuing uh, separate certificates. So any diamond that goes through uh, GIA, <coughs> if let's say your diamond is treated, it will be written on a certificate itself. If okay, let's treated, say your treated is means machine. Diamond, treated means machine, does it? No. So uh, back in, I think, 10, 15 years ago, there is a lot of treatment. So that, uh, if let's say you're, you want a pink diamond, for example, you can get a natural diamond. You can go through a, what we call a HPHD, high pressure, high temperature process to produce a pink diamond. So those treatment will be written on a certificate. So these are all things that will be written on a certificate. If let's say your diamond is a lab grown diamond, it will be a separate certificate altogether. It will be a lab grown certificate. So it will not be jumbled up between a, a natural mine diamond and a lab grown diamond. I see, I see. So it is- it, it, yeah, to so I think we are at the we are in the like the talking about investment and lead grown diamond, right? Lead grown diamond uh, is not the same as a uh, normal diamond in terms of uh, value because once you buy a lead grown diamond, right? Your next value, your value, let's say you buy a ten thousand dollar lead grown diamond, right? Once you buy it, right, the value is zero. Yeah, so you want to have a natural diamond, yeah? So I guess in short, to have an investment-grade diamond, you need to buy as big as possible and as pink as possible. <laughs> and then I guess for, for the everyday guy, as colorful. as colorful as possible. And in general, you should aim to beat inflation with diamonds, but of course on a gradual basis, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, gentlemen, it's been I mean, a pleasure, man. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot from you guys. Um, I, well, <laughs> maybe the day will come when I can get a pink diamond from you guys, but in the future. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Ryan.